1: that is nutritious and delicious and makes your life easier. Based out of New Jersey, they deliver throughout the Northeast. Check out more details on their website, tryveganmealprep.com. And you can get 25% off your first order with the promo code LITYOGA. So go vegan. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Wednesday Q&A, where you all ask the questions and we answer. I'm joined by my dear friend, Kristen Williams, physical therapist and lit senior teacher. Hey, Laura. Hey, everybody. All right, let's launch right in. So the first question is by Fiona O'Rourke7932. What movement can I do for the top of the head pain
0: slash neck? That is a great question, and it's actually one of those hidden symptoms that people don't really think about, but it's quite common. That's a that's a classic referral pattern for the suboccipitals, particularly the occiput. You've got a real thin layer of musculature there that with poor posture, not even with poor posture, just with tension, with stress, it refers up over your head like a hood. Um, and it can only be on one side sometimes. Suboccipitals are a group of muscles in the Right at the base of your skull, that get really shortened with a forward head posture. We get this kind of lengthening of the front side of the neck and shortening of the back side of the neck in order to keep our eyes horizontal. And so, people who have chronic issues back there, it can absolutely refer to the top of the head. And that is what I'm guessing that you're feeling this from because we really. You know, when it comes to, you know, what else is up there, you know, the skull, you can have some fascial restrictions. Absolutely. That's why scalp massages feel so good because that can get really tied down. But I really truly believe that too is all driven by posture. And our current crisis with, you know, text neck. And uh, I mean, we've been having before even text neck, we had the forward head posture from computers and sitting and our, our Western civilization of spending so much time um, watching screens, no matter where they are down in our hands or in front of us. So, the you know, the first thing I would recommend for that type of symptom, I love this thing called a, st- a still point inducer. You can Google it. I've had one or I'm reaching down to grab mine right now to show Laura, i I'm a, the very first PT that I worked with gave mm. me this during PT school. She was a, a real alternative therapist, big into cranial sacral, And she gave me that because I was having suboccipital tension headaches from being in school, you know, sitting all day long, reading, stressing, so you can get, you can even just put two tennis balls in a sock. You can tape two tennis balls together and you can do some soft, uh, some soft tissue work at the base of the skull and even right above there where you have more of those occipital muscles and see if that won't uh, help. Oftentimes don't be surprised as soon as you, you know, press upon those muscles, it can reproduce the pain too. When that happens, that's usually a pretty good indication. Ding, 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 ding. That is part of the problem is you have so much tension there that you press on those muscles and they go zing and you feel it. Um, it's also not uncommon to have them uh, uh, around your head like a headband. So that's the other kind of traditional manifestation of suboccipital tension, headache type pain. But don't be afraid to do scalp massage. They've got those great little you know things with the, they they kind of look like little alien hands or well and, i have know. one it's called the t- yeah, it's, it's called so the tingler good.
1: yeah and it's like the tingler and it has the like yeah mark got it for me years ago cuz he's like you love having your head scratched i mean doesn't everybody there's so many great you know it's, and and so it's called the tingler and it's like you do it and you just yeah it really releases some you know because of the sutures in your scalp there's fascia that uh is still Connects that right, so that we have that natural fusing of the bone, but then there's fascia surrounding it, and that can kind of feel with the rest of the tension from the improper posture. Can feel like it's just, oh my gosh, you know. I always say it's like trying to put the the queen size sheet on a king size bed. <laughs> it, yeah, it just feels like okay. right. You're just you're. Just, <laughs> So that's what it feels like when your fascia is just getting pulled from one end of the body to the other and something is, you know, yes. off place. So it's it's like really, there, there's tension created by that again. So um, the tingler really helps. And I love your, you know, I love the idea. That, so Mark also has this because he got the idea of, I forgot who it was from. It wasn't from me, but yeah, the two tennis balls and you put them in a little like mesh bag. And then they just basically the tennis balls are fitting like on your occipital condyles, which are these little bumps where your skull is balancing. And it's kind of like the your ischial tuberosity. like we, you know, we have these little bumps there. And but man, if you're if those little bumps are painful when you push on them, you probably you know that 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 this could be definitely the root cause of that tension headache.
0: Yeah, so work on your less, try to lengthen out those suboccipitals work on you know your jaw that you're not clenching your jaw that can all come up your upper traps believe it or not your hips can be tight we can feel that all the way up the chain look at your pelvis you know where is your head in space and why is that soft tissue restricted if it is or why are you holding it there just like you said i love how you talk about like you know you get that pull in the t-shirt here but you, it, you feel it all the way
1: um yeah know, it's down, I same. mean I have to say of uh, the many people even even in a year like now covid where I'm not seeing nearly the number of people I would see in person I've still seen a ton of privates and it is I can't remember the last time I saw somebody that did not have that your that did that did have their head in the right place Oh yeah you know in the best pl- it's just it's like everybody is dealing with this to one degree or another so you're not alone my friend but you do have to do something about it because it's if you're experiencing these tension headaches it is it's that's not fun. And you know if you even think about this if you have this channel that's going from your spine up into your brain and you've closed off that channel you it it would make sense that your blood flow isn't going to be as as good your your um the nerve going you know the signals there's all there's impediments to all of those things and so it is really, it's kind of an alarm bell for all of us to to really do something because if we really think about like this CEO, the brain up here, we should be like focusing on this. Like our entire work should be like, how do we help people realign their skull? Because it's that yeah. important. Like all your, all the stuff that's happening in your body, brain, um, systems, thoughts, everything is happening up here. And it, then it's, you know, going out into the body. So let's, let's work on that. I didn't mean to go in a pulpit there, but yeah, (laughs) it's a big deal. Like everybody's dealing. Yeah. Everybody's dealing with this. All right. So our lovely Sharon asks, when you train with rowers or athletes in general, but I think she was talking about rowers. Do you reinforce triple S while rowing? I try to keep my alignment and neutral pelvis. Just curious if you already addressed this, Sharon, I didn't even know you rode. How's that? Maybe on it. So. The whole idea of understanding triple S is not that you're subjected to stay in it all the time with every movement because, you know, of course, we're going to have spinal flexion at times. Of course, we're going to have internal rotation. Or it's, it's not so much that you would never not be in it, but that you really want to have clear proprioceptive, extraceptive, interoceptive, everything idea of where you are in space and how you can you know, align yourself because that starting position does set you up for better communication with your body, firing of the muscles, et cetera. So with rowers, I like I would with any athlete, I look at what's happening. They're flexing a lot at their hips. They're bending. Their, they're flexing a lot at their knees. And then they've got a lot of flexion in the torso to be able to get that oar forward in. So ideally, I would love for them to keep a neutral spine because they're going to be able to really, you know, neutral in the sense that it's not rounded before they do some rotation to it. But I think the human body does allow for some of that flexion to happen if your core is really strong. Now, where they're injured a lot is in the low back or in the rib cage. And that is both of that is when these systems aren't working as well. They're moving more in the pelvis and low back as opposed to flexing in the hips. So Sharon, you're so you're so well versed and educated in this, so I think it's great that you're keeping that in mind. But know that when you go into a deep range of hip flexion, and then you also have to reach, there could be some lumbar flexion, and there's nothing wrong with that if you're prepared for it. Do you have any add-ons to that?
0: Yeah, well, I would just say, I mean, especially an elite athlete, when we're coming in and working with them, we're not unless they're injured, we're not changing what they're doing, what they have put countless hours in to become elite trained. We're not changing that. We're talking to them more about what they're doing out of the boat so they can reverse what they're doing all the time in the boat. Now, when they come to us, whether it's a rower, whether it's a cyclist, whether it's a whatever, and they're injured, then we might look at particularly runners or, you know, again, it's, it's all, you know, what can we change to decrease tensions through a specific body part, but, you know, just be mindful. I think this is more of like a PSA, which we're getting ready to start our special, our specialty module. I'm so excited dealing with, um, athletes, but we kind of talk about that. Like, this is what your, your athlete in this sport might have. And just being mindful of you know, whether you're in season, whether you're out of season, you know, what is your goal? We're not looking to change their, what's working for them. We're looking to change what they're doing out of their sport more so. And and so someone like Sharon, who does you know multiple things, I didn't know she wrote either. That's really cool. She's spending so little time in the boat, comparatively speaking. Absolutely. Yes. We want her to think about triple S. We want her to think about hinging at the hips and not rounding at the spine because that's going to be your best bet for not getting injured, especially because she's so well versed and well-tuned. Um, but some, I mean, you got to reach for those oars and there's going to be some flexion. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise you can injure the hip if you're not rounding in some way in the back. So that's nothing you have to watch for that. You're, that you're balanced. Yeah. Um, adaptable. And using, and, yeah. yeah adaptable. And, and
1: like you said, I mean, we are PTs and we can, that means we can look at a lot of different people doing a lot of different things, but we are not specialists in, I'm not a tennis coach, you know, exactly. so I I've worked with tennis players and I, you know, I'm not asking them like, let's improve your form. What I'm looking at is where are you imbalanced and how can I help to better balance out some of the natural imbalances that'll happen in that sport and always getting into more core integration because that I will say across the board with most athletes, no matter how great they are at their sport, they uh, most of them need deeper, more proximal core strengthening. I haven't met too many that haven't needed that. So, yeah, I totally agree. It's like, I'm not going to change the way they're doing anything. I just want to look at where can I help them balance out those imbalances that are going to be part of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. A gr- I mean, yeah, so important to know. So, Sharon, keep us posted with how it's going. Okay. So, we had another question about inversions, which we are asked, or I certainly have gotten this before, and it's, so it's no surprise. Mary Lore asks, I tend to hold my breath every time I try to get into handstand or pencha, forearm balance. Any advice? That's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. I mean, first of all, that's fine. Uh, I, sometimes I think people think holding the breath is bad. And I'm just like, it's not bad if that's not how you're walking around in life, right? Like holding your breath is a natural response because your breath your breath apparatus is intricately part of your core, and so when we are doing something that requires more core than we're used to, more demand, we will pull in all the stops. We're going to pull in the system, and that's going to be like I'm going to pull into my body, and actually holding my breath and retention is getting me kind of locked in to the deepest core muscles. So there's n- there's nothing wrong. It's totally natural and. Um, don't panic about it, right? So what you will do is over time, you'll become aware like, oh, I'm holding my breath. And and once you get more balance, because what you'll notice is, is you start breathing again. Sometimes that's when people fall because they are, they've are they relied on like every possible thing they could eke out and then they let go of a little bit of it and they just don't have the stability in the other places. So it's just play around with it and know that it will get better. And as you get more stable and stronger, you will naturally find your breath when you're upside down. So a lot of times people will get into the position kind of on a um, exhale because that helps, you know, consolidate. And then they might have their breath retention. I, again, I think of it as breath retention. It's not holding the breath like you're trying to, you know, like you're struggling. It's it's actually a real a way of integrating into center. And then you'll find, okay, I'm going to start to breathe. Um, and so, yes, it's totally normal. You don't have to change anything about it, except that give yourself even more, core support, you know, practice it in other ways too, so that it becomes easier to not have to hold your breath. If that makes sense. Yeah.
0: No, totally. And I mean, uh, gosh, when I was first starting inversions and in handstands, I mean, I was, <laughs> you know, after, because I was holding my breath that it is, it's a great way to cue your core. And when you don't, let's say, cause you're still learning your, your shoulder is learning. Your shoulder girdle is learning the what it needs to do your core is learning what it needs to do your pelvis is learning what it needs to do so the more pieces of the puzzle that you can kind of train then once the better off you are because then once your shoulder starts oh okay now my now i know what to do my scapula knows what to do your core quote unquote has to do less so you are you're just you're better stacked once you learn how to do a handstand and you've got gravity working for you. Now you're, you're right perpendicular to the floor. So there's less demand on that core to support the trunk. It's amazing. I mean, now I can like talk, I can hold on conversations. I can turn my head, look around. Good Lord. When I was first starting, I was laser focused, super out of breath and that's normal. And, uh, like you said, there's nothing, nothing wrong with it. Use it. You're not doing anything wrong. You're not going to give yourself like a freaking stroke or
1: anything. Yeah. Like, I mean, unless you have high uh, blood pressure. Uh, there's, you know, it's, this is all within reason, but, but it's totally normal. It's totally normal. And I'm sure you're, you're young and don't have any issues. And I mean, young as in below 70, below 80. So, you know, if you were that age and holding your breath a lot, then I would still be a little, but yeah, it's just part of it. It's and as, as long as when you come down, you don't feel super dizzy or anything. And sometimes you will, by the way, sometimes if you've been holding your breath, you'll come down. And so you take a couple of moments before you like lift your head way up or, and just get some breath in. But I mean, breath is a, the cycle of breathing is inhaling, inspiring, exhaling, expiring, and then retention. Retention is part of our breath cycle. And so just replace holding breath with retention. And so if it's a true retention where you're just kind of Garnering your strength, that is normal. You're going to do that. If I'm about to hit, lift something heavy, I naturally, even though I feel pretty strong, I know I hold my breath. Like I'm just, you know, I want everything supporting my lumbar spine, and I'm going to support my. So and I, I've got a load, so and a demand. So we do this naturally. It's kind of we we're smart that way. So you're smart. Think of it that way. <laughs> exactly.
0: Cause you probably aren't even thinking about it. It's just happening because that's mm-hmm. what your your body is telling you, your your brain is telling your body to do that. Hold your breath to support your core. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. And it will again, that'll get better with time and practice and stacking and all of that. Um, so move with JoJo, ask, and this is kind of gonna like this will be our bookend for the for the podcast. How can Tex-Neck impact shoulders? Pain in the shoulders. So we talked about how it can create stuff above with tension headaches, and but boy, could I mean it it, it affects the whole chain. That's why I've been. I mean, I just did a private the other yesterday, and you know, I was looking at her down dog, for instance, and it was just like her down dog. So she was rounded in the thoracic spine too much, right? And so what what does that do? That impacts the way you can flex at your hips because you're rounded in the spine. So the pelvis is not really kind of in its best position to then let the femurs glide up in it. And then her head was kind of stuck in a neck like way, which is that she was actually pulling back too much and kind of, you know, not, not like letting it relax, but actually trying, I can't exactly imitate it, but it was because some of those muscles, the stuff was stuck there like what we were talking about, the suboccipitals. So then she's rounding. So she's basically taking her position and, and trying the best she can. So for her, it was like, I, I, the first thing I did was like, I got to free up your neck. Like I just worked on her neck for, you know, 10 minutes doing myofascial stuff. And the difference in her down dog was incredible. The answer to your question is, she couldn't get out of excessive thor- thoracic kyphosis in down dog well, that means that she's probably in that a lot during the day, which means that her shoulders are forward and rounded during the day, which means that she's probably increased activity in her pectorals, the muscles that were going to adduct her and internally rotate her shoulder head. And it, so everything is reinforcing that the position of the head. So the head is making everything like that happen. And yeah, it's, then you'd go and move your shoulder and it's not in its best alignment. So it could hurt at rest just because it's like totally getting tugged forward. And those poor, like the reins of your your shoulders are like, oh my gosh, I can't help you out anymore. The, all the shoulder muscles in the back. Then you start to move with it and you're not in the best position. So that's my very, very short, not so short answer. What would you like to add on to that?
0: Well, you know, I'm just sitting here watching you move and I'm sitting here thinking, you know, we need to be putting this stuff on. We need to be recording these and putting them out there because watching you move was saying exact or was articulating in your body what I was thinking about saying in my head. Because we think of text neck as being restricted it's just the neck and it's not. How often you never see somebody with an erect you know, upright, you know, shoulders that are centered and nice cervical upper thoracic spine that's in a tech, a text neck, a forward head. No, everything comes forward. And so let me just ask you, anybody out there listening to this, you know, come into poor posture, slouch and lift your arm up. How high can you reach? It is going to be functionally, you're going to go almost as high, but not as much, but Uh, I mean, actually not functionally, but actual range of motion might be as high, but functionally it's going to be a foot and a half to two feet lower because you aren't able to open up your chest, extend in the thoracic spine, you know, draw the uh, uh, scapula, you know, upwardly rotate it, blah, 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 blah. Text neck affects down the chain and that does include the shoulder. And you saw it manifested amazingly in a down dog we see it manifesting in the shoulders with open chain, you know, reaching and, um, you know, the stuff that hurts when your shoulder hurts, you see it both. So if you can really, again, bringing it all back to posture, try to optimize your posture by minimizing your text neck. And I promise you, you will see a change in your shoulders because you're just putting it at a better mechanical advantage. It's all about mechanics. It's all about physics. You know, Mm -hmm. we're, we're just trying to keep these machines working optimally, efficiently, and the most effectively as possible. So, but I, I'm serious. We need to like, start recording these side by side. Watch the way we're moving and we're like
1: showing, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, showing it because it's fascinating. I mean, you know, because I know that you know, we are so good at scouting out and knowing that the origin of the issue is not where the issue, right? Like, so shoulder pain. Okay. Maybe it's shoulder pain, but again, like I, I worked on her neck for 10 minutes and it was like her thoracic spine just all of a sudden, you know, it's like looked what, you know, looked like flatter, which is extended. Like, so it's just crazy because she wasn't getting this complete resistance, from her head position. So it is, and then think about something like plank, where you're really, you don't even have gravity helping out, like in down dog, you're fully horizontal. That, so this is why lit is so, I mean, I don't have to preach to the choir here, but this is why it's so different is that we're actually saying like, it's not good enough to take your habits and bring them into your yoga practice. Cause guess what? You're probably going to reinforce them Because those are the people who are stuck in plank with the protracted shoulder because their head is just dropped down and they literally can't extend the thoracic spine to get the scapula neutral. And those people have to, they've got to work on their head. They've got to work on the head position. So yeah, we could go on and on. But yes, we will, we will, we would love to hear from you. So write us, let us know if you want to see some video versions of this. And I think we we know the answer to it, but. We love hearing from you. So write us and let us know if you'd like to hear that. Share this with friends. And of course, let us know if you have any questions because we love hearing all your questions. You can write Kristen at kbwilliams99 and laura.hyman on Instagram. Those are the best places to direct message us. But as always, it's such a pleasure. I love talking to you. It's so
0: fun. I could do it for hours on end. I know.
1: I love it. We're so passionate about this stuff and we love sharing it with you all. And as always, we are pulling for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.